everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. We are continuing into our series on the clean energy transition and specifically focusing on hydrogen. And we focused on hydrogen uh, the past few weeks because CO2 is a component of that hydrogen creation, or so we thought. Uh, we're really excited to have Heikamite here today. We have three members from the team, Nina, uh, Modi, and Carolina, and they are going to introduce themselves, tell us a little bit about who they are. Uh, Nina and Modi are, are two of the co-founders, so they have a new technology. They're based out of Finland, uh, just unveiled the product, had a product launch in D.C. this month in October. October is a big month for hydrogen, so welcome to the podcast, everybody. We're so thankful to have you on. Good afternoon. Good morning. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. So I think let's. Uh, let's well, yeah. I mean, from my perspective, and you know, I, I've always said, you know, hydrogen and carbon or CO two are, are on parallel paths. When you when you have one, you have the other. And and, and then I met, met that these fine fine people here from Hikamite, and they said, no, you don't know what you're talking about. So uh, you know, this is a uh, this is outstanding. I mean, this is uh, you know, hydrogen. We totally believe in hydrogen for the for the energy transition, both here in the U S. and across the world. Uh, and one of the biggest drawbacks to hydrogen currently is the amount of CO2 that is produced when you produce hydrogen. And so uh, the Hikemite has a solution to that that they're going to tell us all about. So please introduce yourselves individually and then uh, talk, tell us all about your product. And, and ultimately want to hear about this launch last week in, in D.C. Great. Uh, thank you, Luke. So if I start uh, from the introduction, so pleased to meet everybody. Uh, Matti Malkamäki, I'm, I'm the, uh, one of the founders. Uh, we are three and uh, the chair of the company uh, as a background, short background, so that I have like more than 20 years of entrepreneurship in, in various cleantech uh, companies, so that I've been around uh, when, when the cleantech 1.0 was here as well. And now we, we are seeing that the new, so to say, rise of the, of the cleantech businesses and the hydrogen especially. So this is, this is really exciting times. Uh, Nina, would you like to continue? Sure, yeah. Nice to meet you all. And I'm happy to be here. And yeah, I'm Nina Kronqvist. I'm one of the three founders, as, as Matti also already also said, and uh, my responsibility is the carbon. I'm VP for carbon products, and my background is in chemical in engineering. Uh, I've been working in chemical industry, like almost all of my career. Hi, uh, nice to meet you, Luke and Jeff. My name is Carolina Alstrand. I am the business development director for Hikamite. Uh, as you can tell, I used to live in Houston, Texas before moving to Finland. My background is in business management uh, and over 20 years of experience in oil and gas. We, we've got Carolina up in the late hours, so thanks for joining us where there is no light and you're working, burning the midnight oil. But uh, no. <laughs> short, short days, the time of year, right? Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, it's getting short of the days. But um, uh, you, you asked, uh, or look, you said uh, that uh, uh, the CO2 and the, the hydrogen are going together and, and how we differ from that one. So um, if we're talking about, say, gray or blue hydrogen, so that you have the carbon capture technology. Um, that is when you try to remove the CO2 from the, the uh, uh, streams that way you are producing hydrogen, but we don't, we don't really do it that way. So what we have, this is like a pre-combustion or pre-use uh, cap carbon capture so that we split the methane so that we have technology. We have a dedicated families of catalysts that have been developed uh, from the, the uh, like 20 plus years of uh, university research in Finland. And with these catalysts and a little bit of heat, we can split the methane molecule into two. So we will have hydrogen molecules and we will have solid carbon. And this way the capture rate for, this, for the carbon is actually 100% because I mean, you can't do the other without the other. 
and uh, the, the carbon, the solid carbon, then can be used in, in other applications that Nina will, will tell uh, later. Uh, related to CO2 emissions, I mean, of course, every everything has a CO2 emission, even this podcast has a CO2 emissions. So, so we need to be aware that uh, we calculate all the lifetime emissions of whatever production means of hydrogen. And this is something that where we have been putting a lot of effort uh, so that uh, our understanding as I think that is, is uh, really very much on, on top of the world for the, for the methane pyrolysis or the methane splitting uh, technologies. We are working together with some, some um, German and some Finnish uh, institutes for, for making the life cycle assessments on our carbon footprint. And um, the, the good, good part in, in our uh, technology is so that we don't need power. So, so the power needs uh, of our uh, process are, are relatively small and we can also use waste heat. So this all means that the, the um, carbon intensity of the power grid actually affects us very little. And only the upstream emissions of the, of the uh, methane needs to be calculated in. So historically or traditionally, it's been steam methane reforming, and then we've got electrolysis, and, and there you're either burning, burning the natural gas or burning the methane to, to release that carbon and release the hydrogen, or, or you're using electrolysis, electricity to separate you're saying you just split the atom, so there is no burning off. You're not creating CO2 at all. You just have that carbon molecule from the CH4. Is that accurate? Is this like a? Is it like fission almost, where you're splitting? <laughs> no, we don't. We don't actually split the atoms. I mean, this is not nuclear power. But but uh, Can you work on that. But next? we yeah, split the molecule. You guys and I, if you're not we, busy enough yeah. with the product launch, we we, we split the molecule uh, so that uh, it is. It is an old uh, technology, I mean, splitting molecules, uh, oil refineries are doing that uh, on the cracking processes and so forth, but we are just splitting the, the lightest hydrocarbon, the, the methane, into its original element so that it, we, have, we have then the, the uh, solid carbon and, and, and the gaseous hydrogen. Um, in that sense, this is, this is a relatively new technology, or at least so that it has not been used before. I mean, there are some other companies doing a bit the same, but, but um, our core competence or our, um, so to say, benefits for, for those other other technologies used is that we have a very low temperature, so that we are well below 1000 degrees of centigrade, and uh, we don't we don't need so much power. So that is that is the main, main differences of the process. And then of course, for the carbon products, Nina will tell later something about those. Um, we don't make any carbon black. So so Typically, the question is always that, okay, what are you going to do with the carbon black? Because that market is only for the rubber tires and so forth, and you need to have, you know, big scale, like, a, for example, Monolith is doing. But in our case, we are making carbon nanoproducts, and these can be used in a variety of different applications. And that actually uh, will lower our footprint even more, because we are not only decarbonizing the, the companies that are using, or our customers that are using the hydrogen, but also the customers that are using our carbon products. And even more, uh, there are some such carbon products that we can do that are being regarded here in the USA or in Europe um, being critical materials. IA, they are being brought now from, say, China or from somewhere else, and now we can turn that production to be domestic. 
And I think that that is a big, big, big uh, added value for our, our technology. So in this process, we've got a regional production of critical materials like, like carbon or other aspects Correct. of carbon. Yeah. And we'll, we'll speak to those a little bit here in, in, in just a minute. So that's really interesting. And so take it back to the, the product. I know you're still just doing the product launch. So, you know, from the scalability of it, where are we expected to be relative on, on the cost of, of hydrogen produced relative to you know current standards or, or current expectations for you know, blue or green hydrogen today in the market? Well, this is this is a good question, uh, but I would like to add something on that one, if you will, <laughs> because uh, carbon. Oh, sorry, hydrogen actually has uh, like two features that we need to be interested on. Uh, one is the cost. And the other one is the value that it brings. The value, i.e., the carbon footprint, is something that is very important for the for the industrial customers. Our mission statement is that we decarbonize industry. And when we've discussed with the industry, uh, practically the message is that okay, we don't we don't want hydrogen. We we just need to have the CO two emissions reduced. And if hydrogen can bring us the lowest cost of removed CO two emission from our you know, balance, then we are interested in hydrogen. But hydrogen as such is, is, I mean, there's no value in it unless it provides the value. And therefore, uh, we need to focus first that, okay, what is the added value from the, the hydrogen? And in our case, uh, for example, when we are calculating uh, with, with the average grid usage here in, in uh, USA, uh, the, the hydrogen value or the, or the CO2 emissions of it, we are well below the low carbon hydrogen uh, you know, limits. Um, and, and that sense, we are really far better off than, for example, sometimes uh, or quite often the, the uh, so-called green hydrogen is. Uh, regarding the, the costs, um, we have done a lot of uh, calculations with our customers and with our investors. So we have uh, investors from, Australian uh, investors from Japan, uh, like Sochitz, and, and from uh, uh, some, some major oil and gas companies. So what we have calculated with them is that we have went to different market locations and took the uh, uh, cost of power there. We have took the cost of uh, natural gas and seen that what kind of other technologies the customers can use. And so far, we've been the cheapest option always. So, of of any SMR, any electrolysis, any any fuel cell. Yes. And and without yes. the without the the inclusion of the rest of the life cycle analysis in there, just the production of the hydrogen is cost effective. That's, that's great. What is the typical uh, pr amount of hydrogen produced? I, I mean, are we talking um, small regional usage? Are we making a lot of hydrogen in this process? What's what's common for your technology? I imagine there's a sweet spot. As, as said so that we want to decarbonize industry, so we go for big scale. Um, the industrial scale demonstration unit that we are building now in Finland uh, is having a nominal capacity of 2,000 tons per year. Uh, so that is like five and a half tons uh, per day. And that production, so to say, uh, matches with the production of roughly 20 megawatts electrolyzer. So this is where we are now. Um, Having said that, uh, we think that this is on the lower end uh, where we are capable to, to uh, make the, the uh, hydrogen very profitable. So we have customer cases where the customers or our partners are talking that, okay, we should actually go for much larger, like 500 uh, 
thousand ton plants and, and so forth. So we are talking about steel industry uh, scale. And uh, this is this is in, in the longer term, of course, our ambition so that we can, you know, take this whole, you know, scale from, say, 2,000 tons per, per annum up to uh, multiple hundreds. Is the intent to produce hydrogen at, at mass scale level or is it for localized use of that hydrogen like at a steel mill for their own purposes and would you range that depending on you know the customer you might might need you know five tons per day or five kilograms five thousand kilograms yeah. a day yeah so 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 the the, the i mean we, we go for industrial uh usages mostly um having said that i mean of course there are like gas utilities that are also interested about this one so that how to to um feed the, the hydrogen into their pipelines and, and so forth. So that's an, that's another story. But but practically our uh, key, so to say, competence area is in that sense that we don't need any infrastructure. So if we have a customer that is using natural gas now, we can simply put our unit next to that customer. I mean, next, I mean, <laughs> sometimes even on the same, same, you know, plot. And um, then just turn that natural gas into hydrogen as the customer needs and we can decarbonize you know them them like, like immediately the carbon then we can haul somewhere else uh, it goes with the easily on, on a road or rail transportation so that that's not an issue um, but then um, and, and also because of the power need is, is so small so that we don't need to have excess infrastructure in that as well so this is like a like a decentralized uh, hydrogen production, if you will, but it can be on a very large scale as well. You validated different markets, and I'm going to come to Carolina then, uh, you know, with the launch in D.C. this past week and the focus on the United States. Uh, is is that your key growth sector? Is it the United States? You know, why is that? And I think we pride ourselves in kind of being on the forefront uh, of hydrogen uh, for new products production. You know, we, we lag a bit. We lag uh, Europe in, in decarbonization CO2 capture. Uh, but but really, it seems that the United States uh, is is going to be one of the first early adopters of hydrogen at scale. Uh, so I'm just curious: is that your your focus market? What initiatives are you taking to establish footprint here in the U.S.? So, if I may, you, you, uh, you absolutely may. Definitely, thank you. So the United States is definitely definitely uh, one of our target markets. Uh, worldwide, however, we do have different uh, European and uh, Japanese uh, markets that we're looking into. Australia is also a big market. And um, regarding why the United States, well, obviously, the IRA is a big incentive, not only for companies that are starting up like ourselves, uh, but, you know, different states are welcoming us. Uh, just to mention a few, the state of Virginia has been more than welcoming. They're facilitating everything for us to go there. We're at this very early stage where we are already in contact with uh, possible partners in different states. Of course, just like Mati mentioned, you know, the utilities, uh, the pricing is something that we're still uh, evaluating, but um, we do not disregard these other markets that I just mentioned because uh, the technology is being welcomed, uh, like I mentioned, worldwide. I think that um, talking about the United States and the launch and why we did it. So October the 8th is Hydro Hydrogen Day. And uh, having said that, we were actually suggested or recommended, the Department of Energy recommended us attending the Hydrogen America Summit. 
And that's when we decided, you know, let's go big, let's go bold, because that's the way things are done in the United States. And so we attended different events uh, in Washington. So um, we attended Deploy 23, which was a first time uh, event where the Department of Energy had meetings with private industry, DOE, and seeing, you know, what does the DOE need to do? to facilitate off-takers of hydrogen, because we know that hydrogen production is there, but where are the off-takers, right? And I'll, I'm going to let Nina talk a little bit about the carbon off-takers, because that's another different and interesting market. Um, we attended, um, we're actually, uh, if not lobbying, we're at that stage where we're meeting senators and uh, people that are welcoming the technology per state. And so, during this previous week to our launch, which I will tell you a little bit about that, um, we decided if October the 8th is on a Sunday, let's go bold and let's cover as many things as we can in Washington during that week. And so at the Hydrogen America Summit, we released uh, our press release where um, our first letter of intent was signed with uh, Northwest Natural, um, which is in Portland, Oregon. It's a very important natural gas company. And so immediately that validated our technology. So we are looking at 2024 as the year where things are going to start to happen physically for, for Hycomite. Um, just at the, at the summit, for example, we had meetings with five other potential partners. Um, I think that the, the availability the efficiency, the scalability, the affordability that Matthew mentioned is something that everybody's welcoming in the United States. And so we're also, you know, just waiting for those guidelines that are to be released, hopefully before the year ends. Oh, you're, you're uh, so that we can. <laughs> Which year? We're all. Which year are you looking for this one? <laughs> hopefully this one. Uh, it'll be a great Christmas present for sure. Absolutely. And so the launch was something that. We wanted to celebrate Hydrogen, Hydrogen Day, like I mentioned, in a big way, but also um, the Finnish embassy was so welcoming. So what they want is to put Finland on the map. Finland wants to be the producer of hydrogen 10% uh, worldwide. So those statistics, you know, they definitely served as a frame for our launch. Uh, the ambassador spoke great things about not only our technology, but how does Finland play a part in this whole thing? And I'm, I definitely want Nina to tell us about the carbon no, because I, that's, that's the, yeah, the outside. That's something yeah, pretty stay interesting. On that for just one second. That's really interesting. So why, why hydrogen, why Finland? And when you say 10% of the, the production, are you talking about the technology for it or to actually produce and export hydrogen well, and, uh, to, and, to Europe or both? And with this, if you're exporting hydrogen, you're now exporting carbon with your yep. technology. Yep. So yep. We'll, we'll stay on the hydrogen, but yeah. transition to Nina on the carbon too. Yeah, and yeah. when I when I said 10%, it's mean, it means, I'm sorry, it's it means the entire production of hydrogen. From So Finland wants to be on the map. They want to be the hydrogen producers. Okay. But I'll let Nina no, talk okay. about the other important element here. No, that's right. Yeah. Great. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. So so uh, if I start the whole business concept idea, uh, when I start to talk about carbon, there are many misconcepts related to carbon. So people may think that carbon, when we talk about carbon, that we are talking about the carbon emissions, but we are talking now about solid carbon. And as Matti was mentioning that uh, conventional methane paralysis, that produces uh, carbon black. And there is nothing wrong with that. 
However, it requires more energy and you, you produce just one type of carbon. And the, the biggest like um, difference uh, compared to our technology is that is the catalyst, which is our innovation. And uh, I think many people, when they hear our story, they start to think that, oh, why on earth exactly in Finland and how, how on earth someone else has not invented this. And uh, catalyst um, like development is not anything very rapid moving thing. It, it requires a lot of like research and uh, we have been doing dedicated work to this uh, catalyst development for, for years and actually even backing up for almost 20 years because we have been working very closely with the University of Oulu. So that helped us in, in the beginning. Our, we own all, all our innovations in, in that perspective. And the catalyst really determines what type of carbon products we, we produce. So uh, Matti mentioned also already that our carbon is so-called nanocarbons. So we talk about carbon nanofibers, carbon nanotubes, and we are able to do also graphite. And um, if we don't want to have a chemistry lesson, <laughs> which I start in quite easily to talk, uh, I, I will give you an example how we can also decarbonize the industry with our carbon, not only hydrogen. Uh, if we think about cement and concrete manufacturing, that is... Uh, one of the biggest industries that are polluting uh, or giving the CO2 emissions around the globe. And um, uh, there has been a lot of research backing up the idea that adding, adding the carbon to concrete or cement, you can either uh, decrease the CO2 emissions or you can enhance the performance of the cement and concrete. And actually, what we are trying to achieve is that uh, we uh, do the both. So uh, we are really uh, investigating the the uh, characteristics, how we can like improve the performance of cement and concrete. And this is very. Uh, we have received a very like interesting um, contacts uh, from from cement and concrete producers. Well, that, that's one, one thing. And then, um, for example, if we think about transportation and um, uh, uh, cars that are, uh, are moving to electric vehicles, like, like from the uh, traditional automotives, uh, in one uh, electric vehicle, one lithium-ion battery contains uh, about 120 pounds of graphite. And uh, graphite is typically either mined um, from... Asia, I'd say China, South America, uh, quite a lot of outside USA, if we think about USA, but also outside Europe. And another thing which you could use instead of this natural graphite is that you could use synthetic graphite. And conventionally, synthetic graphite is, is um, developed from petrol and coke. Both these approaches are very energy in intensive and also polluting. And uh, we can actually replace those types of graphites with our graphite. So these are two like ex, uh, examples how we can help industries and also transportation to cut their CO2 emissions. There are many other, many other fields as well, since um, we are very ambitious. Uh, we have planned to really grow big and our focus market is the US, which means that uh, we will uh, 
manufacture the plants there. So we will be creating jobs, we'll, we will require partners and so on. But we will be producing a lot of hydrogen and even more carbon. That means uh, that we don't want to put all the eggs to one basket, so to say. And we try to find as many applications where we can help with our carbon to decarbonize different industries and applications. So I could talk a long time about carbon. Please interrupt oh, yeah, me and no, ask no, if you have any great. questions. <laughs> so, so, like we go back to the graphite, you know, you're, you're offsetting the need to mine or produce carbon in some other way. So this carbon or carbon yeah. black that is being produced uh, through your process is offsetting other production of that need. So it's a it's a great byproduct because you're getting a double double usage out of it. Such a great point as we yeah. think yeah. about life cycle analysis. Yeah. And that's right where my head was at. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That is that is very 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 fascinating. Well, and I was I guess that would have been my one point of challenge is if we're looking at the LCA and okay at some point, these products, you know, if you were doing traditional tires, right, they get burned and there's emission there. But if you're doing concrete cement, yeah. if you're eliminating the need to produce and mine, right? I mean, there, I see how we now go net negative, yeah. which is really interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, from a business development perspective, are you more focused on pushing and selling the, the carbon uh, and, 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 and the hydrogen almost the byproduct of that? So there's, you know, there's obviously an outlet for hydrogen, yeah. but... If you focus in on the carbon first, the hydrogen is just an offset there. Well, again, uh, from chemical point of view, uh, hydrogen is very simple molecule. So we don't have to focus on like developing the hydrogen molecule because we get it from our reactor. We are happy with that. Maybe we need to purify the, the certain, like it depends on the customer, whether they want very, very pure hydrogen gas or something a little less pure. But uh, the carbon requires a little bit further development. And uh, that's on, not only that, but also the, the catalyst, the, the, the whole processing technology. So we try to describe our process and our business concept very simple, but there is, it's more complicated as it looks like. And I think that is the, the clue why we have been quite successful by far. If, if I may oh, yeah, jump in. I'm sorry. And if I may compliment you, you what Nina so just polite. said. You I'm didn't sorry. Raise your hand. I, please, yes. <laughs> we would love to hear so from polite. you. <laughs> uh, I mean, Nina is honestly selling her, her carbon short. I think that, uh, uh, needless to say, that she's already delivering samples worldwide. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the carbon is being tested already because, like I said, I think that 2024 is a big, big year. For so, yeah, that's uh, kind of a great lead into my question where I was going to go is where, where are we at? So you had a product launch last week. You've, you've, I, you know, you've been, you've, you've been in existence three and a half, four years now, right? I think you recently got some new, some new venture capital raised. You mentioned some of the partners that are, that are invested into that. Where, where are you at today or 2024 as far as manufacturing, scaling up new, new products, new markets, new customers? What's next for Hikamite? So perhaps perhaps if I come <clears throat> come here on that one. So you're right. So we just closed uh, 25 uh, million euro, about 28 million USD uh, investment round, and with those monies we are now building the first industrial scale demonstration unit in in Finland. Uh, the commissioning of that site will be uh, at the end of the next summer, 
So, and this is also a good good thing on our technology, so that we are actually able to make uh, the, the sites pretty quickly. Uh, we usually don't have a long long phase for for getting the permits because we are going for industrial sites or industrial parks already. Uh, we don't need excess amount of, of different chemicals and so forth. So therefore, also the uh, permits to build these sites is, is relatively straight, straightforward. So um, related to what we have now launched uh, as a press release, uh, the, the, the news with uh, uh, Northwest Natural, uh, obviously we have this and then some other similar projects happening here in USA. So the, the idea is that next year we are able to get some, some uh, information out so that we are building not just one but perhaps several different uh, sites that are about the same size than what we are building now in, in Finland so that we we want to make that from that one like a commercial units that we will then have here in different hydrogen applications. Um, you were asking about the, the uh, which comes first hydrogen or carbon and, and it's in actually in our name so that Haika hydrogen carbon uh, so, so we need to first find the, the uh, hydrogen customer because we will put our plant next to the, the hydrogen customer because we don't need any infrastructure and the hydrogen has to be you know uh, swiftly delivered to the customer and then on the same time we need to find those carbon customers but for the, the uh, business development or the product development for the carbon as Nina explained is, is a little bit longer so we are already now having those customers we are shipping the carbon already to customers worldwide and we are at the same time developing uh, that business as well. So, uh, as Carolina said, uh, next year will be a big year for us. We, we hope to see some really big uh, announcements of, of uh, new plants here and uh, also the, the carbon deliveries, so that how, how that goes uh, and, and so that we are start able to start the, the collaboration with, uh, with the local uh, premium uh, carbon customers as well. That's, that's exciting. That's, that's great. Well, we're, we're certainly... No, sorry. You're, you're Are fast. you waving goodbye? <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> Thanks for coming. I was raising my hand. I was yeah, raising gotta, my hand. Break this habit. Yeah. <laughs> we just talked over. Like, she's giving like the princess wave yeah. and hand raise. I don't know what that was. So elegant. Yeah. From Texas, you just throw things. <laughs> the, the funding round is over. You yeah. don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, the funding, fundraising never, it never ends. stops. It's who she is. No. No. Like I said, I'm getting into lobbying, so I need to practice from, from one to the other. But uh, what I wanted to say also, and I think that it's very important that everybody's aware, um, we've had meetings with the Department of Energy, with the Loan Program Office, and we are ready. We have the checklist has been checked. Um, when we scale up, it's going to be big uh, because we will have their full support. And that has been emphasized. And that just tells you that our numbers, our costs, our efficiency are so good. So I really want to put that out there because I think that that, aside from the use cases, gives us a credibility that not not many Finnish companies or worldwide companies can can have. So who, who should be calling you? Who, who, who should be reaching out saying, we need this today? I'll leave that up to Martinina. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can, I can. I mean, um, building a startup company or, or bringing new technology uh, to the market is is not a race of having the biggest and boldest sites, you know, in the beginning, but it's it's uh, also a risk mitigation uh, play. 
And therefore, what we are willing to have is that we go for such applications on different industries where the customer always has a backup solution. Because when you're dealing with a new technology, whether that's in hydrogen related to compression or membrane units or uh, our methane splitting or even electrolyzers, there will be in the beginning always times that you need to have like this additional one week overhaul of a component. And uh, because of that one, um, we need to we need to find customers that have a backup solution. Industrial heat is a good good example. So that if you have these um, stainless steel or, or steel factories where they have these uh, industrial ovens where they are heating up their their uh, steel slabs, um, there they have now typically natural gas burners. So if we have a hydrogen burner or a modified burner that can can burn both. Uh, we can use hydrogen there, so we can decarbonize the customer immediately. But if we need this one additional week of overhaul of something, then the customer still has a backup solution and we don't get any like liquidated damages or something like that on turn to our company. So we are seeking for that kind of applications first. And once we know that, okay, with that size buffer tank or storage capacities, we are able to deliver 24 7 365 for say oil refineries petrochemical industry and so forth where they don't have this backup uh, possibility then then that's time for to go for that that kind of applications but we need to be risk adverse we still can do a lot uh, with this approach but uh so. yeah well a little crawl before you run but uh learn as you go so that's yeah. that's great stuff i guess for all of our followers if you hate liquidated damages, reach out to Heikamite. They're looking for pilot locations. No, they're looking to scale quickly. Uh, but seriously, I mean, we're, we're really interested. <laughs> Their inbox is going to blow up. There we go. So, uh, but, but we, we really do appreciate your time. And, yeah, and just the, the concept is, is so new and foreign to me, um, but clearly it is not new. And, and that's why you're out here getting your message, um, making the rounds right. and, and, and becoming known. And, um, you know, we're happy to come alongside you and share this information because uh, it's kind of the mission of the podcast is yeah, to get information out. I'm excited about it. I want to follow along because you're solving multiple problems. I mean, you know, first off, we, we lack hydrogen. Second off, we lack cost effective hydrogen. Then, then, then you have the CO2 problem that comes along with the hydrogen. And, and the high, high amount of energy required to produce hydrogen. And you've kind of solved for all of those. On top of that, you've got a better, better mousetrap for carbon, potentially. We're not having to mine, and you can use synthetic. So you're, and, you're and, checking a lot of boxes. And the most polite and, director and the of most, business development over there. So. Team there is. <laughs> Before uh, we wrap this up, um, I wanted to ask... Uh, Mati, if he could explain to you a little bit. So we're talking about decarbonizing the industry, but Mati, would you mind telling them how we're, we're planning on decarbonizing the marine? Sorry, <clears throat> no, you broke, broke up there. The, the marine, the, the marine. The marine. Marine. Ah, marine applications. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so that is that is a good question related to to marine applications. Uh, I should have remembered this one when I was talking about the industrial cases. But um, um, onshore applications, they are really uh, quite straightforward and everybody's talking about that one. But the, but the marine um, applications or, or the maritime industry is also having this need for decarbonizing themselves. And um, when you have a look on what IMO, for example, uh, is, is now doing so that they, they are launching regulation that will gradually 
lower the emissions until 2050 and so forth so that when they, they want the uh, whole shipping industry put, to be carbon neutral. And um, the problem is that if you ha have a life, lifetime of a ship between 20 and 30 years and if you order now a ship, you can't order their technology that, you know, is carbon neutral in 25 years or 30 years. And this is a <clears throat> this is a big 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 problem for the for the maritime industry. So what we have started with um, a company called Vertsila in, in Finland, a large OEM for for uh, engines, is that we turn LNG vessels into hydrogen vessels as they sail. So that we we will put our technology on a on a ship. It will still have the LNG that they are they are filling in, and that LNG is being turned into hydrogen as the ship sails and the carbon is being captured and stored on the ship and when, when you come to the next harbor it will take it will be taken out. So this kind of solution is also under under uh, um, actually development in that sense so that we are, we are developing the product together with Vertsila for that one and, and we'll hopefully have the first customers in, in some couple of years times that, that we'll, we'll start taking and what, what engine manufacturer was that? Was that Wartzilla or is that... Yeah, Vartilla. I, I was I was I was going to say that Matti, it's Vartilla in the US. <laughs> yeah. When I first time heard that, I, I heard that did I hear Godzilla? Yeah. <laughs> Godzilla is yeah. taking over maritime I tried again. I throw in the yeah. VW Vartilla, yeah. but that's no good. It's just Vartilla here. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, a lot of experience back in uh, the mid uh, 2015 ish 16 when making a lot of those conversions over to to LNG on on a lot of those mm -hmm. the fjords and, and yeah. some of those other yeah. ships. So. Uh, that's that's great to hear because yeah, I know that that's a big challenge is, is kind of decarbonizing that side of it and, and meeting the was the tier four standards I think is what we're at to on on some of their emissions that they have to control and so that that's yeah. exciting yeah no this is all exciting and, and yeah. we're certainly uh, excited to have you all part of the uh, United States Hydrogen Alliance and look forward to uh, working with you more and more as we go forward on this yeah thank you all so much for joining us today and thank you. Um, everybody yeah, be sure to reach out fantastic work. on the lounge absolutely lounge lounge thank you thank you